Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're studying God's Word given to us so that we can know Him, know about Him, and know how to follow Him. We are working our way through the Gospel of John. Today is episode 68, and we're looking at a single verse, John chapter 1, verse 15. Well, we're looking at this prologue of the Gospel of John, verses 1 through 18. And so let's review up to where we are today. So verses 1 through 14, then we'll add 15. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him, and apart from him not one thing was created that has been created. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light. He came to testify about the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was created through him, yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own. His own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent, or the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. The word became flesh, and dwelt among us. We observed his glory, the glory as the one and only Son, from the Father full of grace and truth. Then verse 15. John testified concerning him and exclaimed, This was the one of whom I said, The one coming after me ranks ahead of me, because he existed before me. Well, John has been saying a lot about Jesus in this prologue. He's talked about Jesus being God, existing before creation, being part of the creation process, and that he came to provide light, to bring light into a dark world, to bring life into a dead world. And he came to live amongst the people so he could die for the people. Now he's wrapping things up in this prologue. Some people think John wrote the prologue after he wrote the gospel. After he had finished writing the gospel, went back and made the prologue as an introduction to it. Though he denies that he wrote it. Everybody believes John wrote this. But some think, you know, the prologue actually works if you read it after reading the whole gospel. Well, hopefully you've read the gospel before, but John is giving this introduction, this overview, and talking about who Jesus is and why it's so important. Well, we're in the final part of the prologue, verses 15 through 18, or where he's wrapping things up in this introductory section and highlighting what's so special about Jesus. One of the concerns that we dealt with uh, a little bit ago was uh, there were still people who were following John the Baptist, still people who considered themselves to be disciples of John the Baptist, and that John the Baptist was the one to follow, not Jesus. John is, is touching on that, that Jesus is superior to John the Baptist. Now he's quoting John the Baptist himself, that John the Baptist even said Jesus was superior and, and this is the quote from John the Baptist, that Jesus is superior. In the culture, the one who came first is generally considered to be superior. 
our forefathers were greater than us. Our ancestors were greater than us. The ones who came before us were greater than us. And that is the general cultural understanding. So John's speaking against that, but also the people who had clung to John the Baptist. He now points out, John testified concerning him. That is, John the Baptist was a witness and testified concerning Jesus and exclaimed, This was the one of whom I said, The one coming after me ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. So even John said, This is what's special about Jesus. So John, the gospel writer, John the apostle, is quoting John the Baptist. Now he says, The one coming after me, the one coming, the, the Greek phrase here is o erkomentos, and it's the one who comes. But that's a, a real familiar phrase for us. If we just look at in, in John's writings, in, in the Gospel of John, we, we see it right here, the one coming after me. But then a little bit later in uh, verse chapter 1, verse 27, uh, John the Baptist is saying there, he is the one coming after me, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to untie. Then Jesus says in John 3.31, The one who comes from above is above all. The one who comes from the earth is earthly and speaks in earthly terms. The one who comes from heaven is above all. So this, this phrase, the one who comes, then in, in chapter 6, verse 14, when the people saw the sign he had done, they said, This truly is the prophet who has come into the world. And this, I just did a search on this exact form of the verb to come and with that beginning pronoun, the one who comes. Then in John eleven twenty seven, yes, Lord, she told him, I believe you're the Messiah, the Son of God, who comes into the world. Then John twelve thirteen, where the triumphal entry, the people are proclaiming, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That's a, that's a phrase that's a, quite often we see that, the one who comes in the name of the Lord. It's that phrase. If we look at another one of John's books, the Revelation, Revelation 1-4, uh, John's writing to the seven churches, says, grace and peace to you from the one who is, who was, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne. That in Revelation 1.8, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, the one who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. Then Revelation 4.8, each of the four living creatures had six wings that were covered with eyes around and inside. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, 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 Lord God, the Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. So that phrase, who is to come, is, we see it throughout the, the Bible, the, the often the one from God who is to come. It can be used for other people coming, but it's quite often used that way. In Matthew eleven three, John the Baptist is in prison and he hears about what Jesus is doing. He sends a messenger and the messenger comes and says, are you the one who is to come? So John uses that phrase even when he's asking Jesus, tell us, okay, are you the Messiah? So this idea, the one who comes, now this phrase, the one coming after me ranks ahead of me because he existed before me, it's, well, literally, if you just literally take the words from the Greek, it says, after me going, before me became, that first to me 
he was. So John is basically saying here, John the Baptist is saying, John the Baptist came first. John the Baptist's ministry preceded Jesus' ministry. And John is saying, I may have come first chronologically as far as this ministry goes, but so Jesus is the one coming after me, following me in beginning his ministry. However, in priority, he ranks before me. He ranks ahead of me. He ranks above me. And that's where uh, the, the word ranks ahead in, in the Christian standard. The Greek word is protos here, meaning first, first in priority, not first in chronology. So the one coming after me chronologically actually ranks ahead of me in priority. And then he adds, because he existed chronologically before me. So even though John the Baptist came first from the way we would see it often, Jesus actually came first because he existed before creation. So Jesus really came first. So John the Baptist is using even that the one who came first principle to say, well, really, he's, he's first because he pre-existed uh, before creation. So chronologically, Christ comes first. But also, as John the Apostle mentioned earlier, he was superior to John the Baptist because he is the creator. So as we think about this, John is, is wants to get it clear here that John the Baptist, a prophet from God, used in a mighty way by God to proclaim the coming of the Messiah. But John the Baptist is not the Messiah. He's a messenger. He brought the message of the coming of the Messiah. He was calling people to repentance, and when Jesus arrived on the scene, pointed people to him. A great man, great prophet, used by God in a mighty way, but he is not the Messiah. He is not the Savior. Christ is the Savior. Christ is the Messiah. And that is Jesus. Jesus the Christ, the Savior. So for us, that's uh, something, you know, it's a reminder for us. Remember that we are followers of Christ. We're not followers of a religious tradition. We're not followers of a denomination. We're not followers of any particular ism. We are followers of Christ. And our desire in reading the Bible, reading the Word of God, is to hear the words that God has given to us as to who Christ is and how to follow him. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.